to Thee. Amen. How great, Lord, how great Thou art. Oh, Thou art, how great Thou art. Oh, then sings, then sings my soul. say that tonight is truly great and greatly to be praised. Amen. Let's just go to him in prayer. Father, we're so grateful to be here tonight, Lord, and have a place like this to just let off our burdens, Lord, and just think on the goodness of God and all that you've done for us and your word that comes and comforts us during times of trouble and situations and a word that heals and delivers and sets free. Oh, God, what a mighty God you are. What a wonderful God you are. What a great God you are. Lord, tonight we just ask that you would come and minister to hearts and needs and touch lives, Lord. I know you're moving all over, Father, in different situations, Lord, and we're just thankful for that. We ask, Lord, tonight that there be someone that has a need, Lord, a special need, a special touch. May you come by their way, I pray. Lord, every need supplied by your mercy and grace. We ask these things for your glory. Amen. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Understand that we have a, a special birthday today. Brother Ross, Ross Oglesby's birthday today. And we just want to wish him a happy birthday. And just let him know once again we're praying for him and lifting him up before the Lord in his battle with the sickness that he's dealing with. I know our God is great enough. Amen. So just want to wish him a happy birthday. Also, amen. Amen. Also, we had had prayer for a young boy, Isaac uh, Hildebrandt, uh, that had... Uh, was facing some serious issues in his body and his intestines and things been going on for quite some time and doctors were expecting the worst and, and expecting to maybe have to do surgery on him and things but today the report is wants to thank you for your prayers we're all done they had they had all the um, checks today and said Isaac is enjoying some chicken fingers and mashed potatoes solid food tastes really good after a day and a half of fluids but the endoscope, uh, which checks the stomach and top of the small intestine, was perfect. The colonoscopy showed mild colitis with inflammation throughout. We're expecting to remove. We were expecting also to remove several polyps that were there last time, but they only found one very small one. The doctor would like to switch to a different med- medication to try and further reduce the inflammation in the large intestine in the next few weeks. But Isaac is doing awesome. Came through it all like a champ. We want to thank you all for your prayers. And we're still believing. And we're thanking God for his good report. And believing for a complete healing. Amen. So we thank the Lord for that. (laughs) 
Amen. He truly is a great God. Amen. Let's turn our Bibles to Acts chapter 2 and verse 1. I'm going to kind of skip through here for, uh, I love to read all of it, but uh, we're very familiar with this scripture. Amen. I believe it's, it's very much as applicable to us in the time that we're living in. It says here, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord and in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all in the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as unto fire. And it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. Now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded, because that every man heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? And how, we, how hear we every man in our own tongue therein we were born? I'll look on down to verse 12. And they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, What meaneth this? Others mocked and said, These men are full of new wine. But Peter, standing upon the, up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said to them, Ye men of Judea, and all that dwell in Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken as you suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which is spoken by the prophet Joel. I want to go on down to verse, I believe, 37. And then we, we know that he preached a mighty sermon there. He said, but now when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Amen. We'll let you be seated this evening. I'd like to speak to you on the same light, the same effect, and the same effect. Two words here, effect and effect. One starts with A, one starts with E, and many times we intertwine them and, and probably use them in, in, wrong, in the wrong places and, and at the wrong times because they're so close, but they actually have a different meaning and a different wor- uh, use. The word effect, which starts with an A, is an action word. The word e, the effect is an object word. So the verb effect means to act on or to produce a change in something. Effect, which is most commonly used as a noun meaning result or the consequent or the end result. So effect is for action. Effect is for result. And here are some synonyms of effect. It means to alter, to change, to influence, to modify, 
to impact. So, amen, as we look this at, in the same uh, context as the light, we know the, or the Holy Ghost, uh, the Word of God, the Holy Ghost, it alters, it has altered us, it has changed us, it has influenced us, it is modifying us, amen, it's impacting us. And every one of us could say amen to that, I'm sure, tonight, because we could look maybe what we were even five years ago, two years ago, or whatever, and we came in contact with the Word of God 20 years ago, and we can say it has altered us. It has changed us. It has influenced us. It has impacted us. Oh, but the effect is the word like a, is a result or the outcome or the, as, as, as the outcome of the impact. So, but whether it's the effect or the effect, the Holy Ghost is the same. It has the same results. It has the same change in power. It has the same altering power. It has the same modifying power. It has the same effect. So if one received the Holy Ghost back 20 years ago and once receives it today, it still has the same effect upon their lives or the same effect. Amen. Even it was 2,000 years ago on the day of Pentecost where they received the Holy Ghost. We'll find out tonight that that Holy Ghost, when it falls again upon a person, it still has the same effect on their lives. Amen. You know, and we can, we can start looking at this because we know it's the same light and it has the same manifestations. You, you can take the sun out there and it rises and it has an effect upon uh, 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 plant life and it, ha- it touches it, it, it affects it, it alters it, it changes it. Uh, all kinds of things happen and you can take that same plant and take it out of the presence of the sun and it would begin to die, it would begin to wither away, it would begin to maybe not grow and not flourish. But if you can, you can put it under another light, you could put it under one of these lights and it would not have the same effect. But if you put it out there again under the next day or the next week or whatever, and if it still had life in it and that sun began to shine on it, it would be the same light that gave birth as it came out of the ground. It would begin to have again the same effect upon its life because it's the same light. And therefore we know that if the Holy Ghost fell 2000 years ago is the same today as it was then, it'll also do the same thing today for whoever receives it. Amen. And so I, I looking at this thought on the light being the same, we, we can see it very quickly. Watch it as it goes down through the seven church ages, all the way down that it is the same light. It is the same spirit of God. It is the same attribute of God. It is the same God. It is the same Jesus Christ. It is the same. And it's depicted very clearly in the lampstands in Zechariah four and one, we could read about the angel that talked with him. And he said, what seest thou? And I said, I've looked and behold a candlestick, all of gold and, and out in the bowl and the top of it and seven lamps thereon and seven pipes, which are on the top of it. But notice they were all connected to one source. They were all connected. They didn't have their own source. They wasn't piped from somewhere else or some other place. They all, everyone individually came from the same place. And, and he said, the two olive trees by it, one on the right side and on the other on the left side and I answered and I spake unto the angel saying what are these my lord and the angel answered and said unto me knowest thou not what these be and I said no lord and he answered and said this is the word of the lord unto Zerubbabel saying not by might nor by, by, by power but by my spirit saith the lord of hosts so in other words he is speaking right there that my spirit is going to remain
remain the same. It's going to have the same power. It's going to have the same life-giving power. It's going to give the same light. It's going to give the same manifestations. It's going to do it all the same because it's coming from the same source. Now, Brother Branham would look at this and he would begin to draw it out. He said, here's another lamp of pure gold. It's burning brightly because it has plenty of oil, which is getting from these two olive trees, one standing on one side and other on the other. And he said, these two trees represent the Old and New Testament. And of course, the oil typifies the Holy Ghost, who alone can give the light of God to God's people. The angel who spoke to Zechariah was as much saying, this, what you see, means the church cannot accomplish anything by its own might or its own power. It'll only accomplish things by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Therefore, we can't take creeds, we can't take dogmas, we take, can't take ideas of men, and we can't put them into this message. We can't. We got to keep it in its purity and its holiness to know that if it if it comes, it will produce the same life in its purity. Amen. So we examine this uh, lampstand, and you'll notice it has a large bowl, and in the center, it is pulling from a source. It is pulling it, and the priest just kept pouring oil into this bowl, and it would go into. Each each lampstand into each light. Now the lamp was lit in a special way. First the priest took a fire from the sacred altar which was originally lighted by the fire of God. He lit it first of all, the lamp that was sitting on top of the bowl. He then lit the second and then the third and then the fourth and all the way down to the seventh until all lamps were burning and it said that the holy fire from the altar being passed from lamp to lamp to lamp is a wonderful type of the Holy Spirit throughout the seven church ages. The original outpouring of Pentecost which is outpouring came directly from Jesus on the mercy seat is in doing his church throughout all the seven ages and showing forth perfectly that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever and and the never changing God in his essence and all of his ways. And he's showing very, very plainly amen as he said I am the vine and ye are the branches that the life or the oil or the spirit is coming from that that vine into those branches. And it's producing the same life. It's producing the same overcoming power. And it ain't our power because he showed us that we, we don't have any power. But it's the power of the Holy Ghost working through the church. Amen. And so we see here as it comes out of that original root from the original seed that has life in it. Now the vine does not bear fruit. The branches do that. You said you can take a citrus tree and and you can graft it into a grapefruit and a lemon and a lemon limb into it and a tangelo limb and any other kind of citrus limb and it will grow all those kind of fruits. A limb, a lemon limb will grow lemons, an orange limb will grow oranges, but if that original vine ever puts off its own branch again, it'll produce what is in that original vine. Amen. If it's a grapefruit, it won't produce oranges, it won't produce lemons, it won't produce anything but what's in the line amen what's in the vine and so he says that's the way the church is the vine has been split there's been grafts and there's been this grafted in you got a Methodist limb and Presbyterian limb and a Pentecostal limb and a Baptist limb and all kinds of limbs grafted in but if that that vine ever puts off another branch it will have the same life as the original did 
Hallelujah. Amen. He said exactly. It'll be the same kind of branch that brought forth at Pentecost. It will speak in tongues. It will prophesy. It will have the same power. It'll have the signs of the resurrected Jesus Christ in it because it's thriving on the same source as the vine itself. Hallelujah. It wasn't grafted into the vine. It was born into the vine. Hallelujah. Amen. You wasn't grafted in. You were born in. That's why it's not coming and putting your name on a book and, and you sign a paper saying, I'll serve him and I'll do this. And I'll, you sign promise keeper notes and all kinds. No, that's being grafted in. But when you're born of the same spirit of God, it's no longer you trying anymore because it's not you anymore. It's the work of the Holy Ghost, the same light, having the same effect and effect upon your life. Amen. He said, how thrilling it is to think that the seven lamps are drawing life and light from the resources of that main bowl because they had their wicks dipped therein. He said, each church age messenger is depicted here. His life is on fire with the Holy Ghost. How many can see that in the messengers of the seven church ages? Oh, yeah. Amen. I'm setting you up for something. His wick has been immersed in Christ. Though that wick, he's, he, through that wick, he is drawing the very life of Christ. And by it gives light unto the church. And what kind of light he's given? Is he given the very same light that with the first lamp was lit with? Amen. And right on down to the ages to present present time, the last day messenger, the same life, the same light is manifested by the life that was hidden Christ in God. He said, but now here we go. Not only do we speak thus of the messengers, does, does this speak of the messenger, but every true believer is dramatically depicted here. Amen. They are all drawing from the same source. They have all been dipped into the same bowl. They are dead to themselves and their lives are hidden Christ and God. They're sealed in by the Holy Ghost. Ephesians 4.30 said, Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, wherein you're sealed into the day of redemption. And no man can pluck them out of his hand. Their lives cannot be tempered with. The visible life of the burning, shining is giving light and the manifestations of the Holy Ghost, the inner invisible life is hidden in God and fed by the Lord's word. Satan cannot touch them. Amen. Satan cannot touch them. Not even death can touch them. For death has lost his sting and the grave has lost his victory. Amen. You are depicted here very dramatically. It's not by your power that you're here tonight. You're not here because you had some superhuman power to withstand Laodicea and you've been doing a good job. No, it's not you that's doing the work. It's Christ that's living on the inside of you. It's the same light that struck Peter on that day that one day he was a coward. One day he was, he was saying he didn't even know Jesus until when he met that light for himself, he could stand up and preach the word of God and 3,000 souls give their heart to God. You have been endued with the same power by the same Holy Ghost. It's the same promise. I'm going to go through some things here. It's the same manna. We know the manna that fell. Brother Brandon would type that to the manna being the Holy Ghost, the same baptism of the Holy Ghost. 
He said, see, it's the same manna that fell on them, talking about those in the day of Pentecost, to give them eternal life, like the manna that carried the children of Israel through the wilderness. It's the same baptism of the Holy Ghost that'll carry the church through to glory. That's shouting grounds right there. Amen. You've seen what it did for the children of Israel. It took them through dry land. It took them through enemies. It took them through where there's no food, no water. It held them. It kept them. And it took them into the promised land. You see what it did for Peter and Paul and all those down to the dark ages. They held on. It had affected their lives so where they could hold on. He said, every man that'll come to Christ and believe that he is a rewarder of those who seek him and give up their sins and throw their arms open to God can have not something that looks like it, not an invitation of it, but a genuine heart full of the real baptism of the Holy Ghost. Like it fell on the day of Pentecost. Make the, and it'll make the same signs. It'll have the same wonders. It'll make you act the same way. Well, what is the effect? What is the effect of this? It'll make you act like a drunk man. Liquor's been around for thousands of years and it still has the same effect. Amen. Wine has been around for thousands of years and it still has the same effect. The Holy Ghost has been around for thousands of years and it still has the same effect. Creeds can try to dampen it. They can say it ain't so all they want to, but if you ever get a drink of it, If you ever get a real dose of the Holy Ghost, it'll have the same effect on your life. It'll make you act like a drunk man. Carry on just like they did on the day of Pentecost. Oh my. Every believer has a right to receive it. Just like every priest coming into the priesthood had a right to get a a, a dose of that original manna. So does everyone that comes into this priesthood have a right to a same kind of dose as they had on the day of Pentecost. I don't care what a preacher says. It's what the Bible says. We have a right. It's our inalienable right to have the Holy Ghost. To have the power of God. To have healings and deliverances. It is our rights. He says, my, I wish I was twice my size so I could make twice as much noise. (laughs) Amen. You know, we could read about the parable of the bridegroom as he would give the invitation. He would furnish with robes, which is a type of the Holy Ghost. He would invite, because he would invite poor and he would invite rich. And to make everyone look the same, he would give them all the same kind of robe. Amen. The poor has the same as the rich man does. So you, when they put on this robe, you couldn't tell the difference. Amen. Amen. He said, when God gives a poor man the Holy Ghost, it's the same Holy Ghost he gives to a rich man. <laughs> Hallelujah. They all have it that to be the same. That's when they come into the presence of God. No one can say, I dress better because it's the same blood. It's the same grace. It's the same Holy Ghost making you act the same way. 
If a rich man gets the Holy Ghost, he'll act just like the poor man does. This ain't an uh, exclusive gospel to where you got to have a certain amount of this to be in or you have to do a certain. No, God gives to whosoever wants and desires. And if they want a taste of it, he'll give them a taste of it. If they want a spoonful, he'll give it to them. If they want a cupful, he'll give it to them. If they want a wheelbarrow load, he'll give it to them. Doesn't matter what kind of bank account you got, has nothing, that determines nothing when it comes to getting the Holy Ghost. Amen. He is here working with his church in the form of the Spirit of God. Then if his Spirit is with us, he'll act exactly like he acted when he was here on earth. And it'll make you act the same way because it's not your Spirit anymore. It's his Spirit's in you. Amen. It'll probably change some of the ways some of you act. Because it won't be your Spirit no more. If a man's born of God, he believes every word God wrote. He said and says he just as great today as he ever was. He never changes. He's just the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he's filled with the Holy Ghost, he's got the same Holy Ghost he give on the day of Pentecost and makes him act the same way and do the same things. If he's born of the Spirit of God, Mark 16, these signs shall follow them that believe. So they'll act the same way. They'll go out there and they'll fulfill the commission of God that he spoke. Go go into all the world and preach the gospel. And to them that believe, baptize. You'll lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. Amen. They're acting the same way. Just like Paul, after Peter received the Holy Ghost, he went to the gate called Beautiful. Peter and John, and they saw that man. They're begging for alms, and they say, hey, silver and gold have I none. But what I do have, I can give you some of it. Amen. What I do have, I just happen to just get a good dose of the Holy Ghost. The pillar of fire is not no longer above me. It's living on the inside of me. It's no longer Jesus walking with me. It's Jesus walking in me. Look on me. And he fastened his eyes upon them. And he said, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And that man stood up and began to leap and praise God. That'll make you act the same way. He said, here stands the anointed apostles going up to, the Pente- up to Pentecost to receive the Holy Ghost. They went straight to Pentecost and received it. Now the church is inaugurated. What are we going to do? The first thing comes out, the prescription's got to ma- be made. Dr. Simon, Peter has got to write the first prescription because Jesus gave him the keys. They give you the keys, Peter. Whatsoever you bind, what, whatever prescription you write on earth, I'll receive it at the drugstore, write it, and I'll accept it. What did they do? When all men heard the noise abroad, they said, what mean is this? What did Peter say? Repent, every one of you, and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. What did they do? They added Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. They got, went to messing with the prescription. You don't have to go out and act like they did. God don't do it that way no more. This is a prophet's word. You don't have to go out and act like they did. It don't give you joy and power and speaking in tongues and all those things. You don't have to have it. Just make your confession, confession, shake hands, and you'll be okay. 
They started messing with the original prescription. There's some more poison dope that said that. Let me get this right. He said, that's some more poison dope of the devil. Some more poison dope of the devil. If it made them act like that when they took the medicine, it'll make you act like that if you take the same medicine. Amen. If you'll take a good dose of the Holy Ghost, it'll change your life. It'll alter you. It'll, it'll begin to transform you. It'll begin to change your thinking. What do you think is going on in the world that we're living in right now? People's thoughts are being altered by a spirit. And it's changing their thinking to where they, they can't even describe what a woman is no more. And they, 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 we're now legalizing all kinds of ungodly things. It is something that's changing their thinking. And they're calling it freedom. Amen. But it's a spirit that is binding them. It's binding them. Amen. And people want to say this message is binding. They ain't nothing like the world, what the world's doing. It's binding them for the burning. I agree. There is, this message is binding people. But it's not binding you for burning. It's binding you for a harvest. It's binding us together to get out of here. The world is also being bound together. But they're being bound together not to get out of here, but to burn. People want to say they're getting away from here to be free. You're getting away to be more bound. This is more poison dope of the devil. If it made them act like that when they took the medicine to make you act the same way, it's his prescription. If God poured out the Holy Ghost on the people of Pentecost and that was his decision, then how the church must operate, that, that how that the church must operate under the power of the Holy Spirit, he cannot change that. He cannot turn it over and say, well, I'll give you a bishop, I'll give you this or that. He's got to remain to that same decision. Therefore, if the church on the day of Pentecost received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the reaction that came from that baptism of the Holy Ghost will be the same reaction on every person that ever receives the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Mercy, Jesus. Maybe I need to read that again because that was a direct quote. The reaction that came from the baptism of the Holy Ghost will be the reaction on every person that's ever received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. On the day of Pentecost, Peter was speaking. People had been, had been speaking in tongues and making a noise and speaking in other languages, acting like they were drunk men. They were questioning about these things and want to know how they could be saved. And Peter told them to repent and be baptized for the remission of their sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you and your children, them that are far off. The promises to whosoever will, let him come. God cannot change that. It's the word of God. It's perfect forever. We find out that as the ages go on, men come in and pervert the word of God to make it fit a certain tradition. Now they'll come around and say, well, there's no need of receiving the Holy Ghost. It's just you come into our fellowship. You believe what we believe. 
You believe the message and you got it. Then meanwhile, they're still in pornography and it ain't nothing altered. Ain't nothing changed. Still living the same life. They just got a different idea about how things, what's true. She's got some more philosophy to hang on to. Listen, we're, in, we're interested in more than philosophy here. We're interested in the life. Brother Bram said, I fear we're getting too many people to an idea or a church or something like that, but we're not getting them to Jesus Christ. We want to get people to the life. Amen. Amen. Said, said, see, God, talking about, he's talking about Solomon. This is another place I thought was really good. He said, Solomon, God had given a gift to that generation. It was a gift of discernment. And Solomon, after he received the gift of discernment, it was put into action. And people came from everywhere to believe him. He said, what if they had turned that gift down? They'd have been a lost country, but they believed it. And no matter what Solomon done, they stayed with it. They believed what, that he was a servant sent from God. He said, what about the Christian church tonight? What if the Christian church tonight could believe the gift of God sent to them, the Holy Ghost? What if they would receive it? What if all denominations would rally around the Holy Spirit? What if all the message would rally around the Holy Spirit? Around the Holy Spirit. Amen. As Israel rallied around Solomon with his gift, the Holy Spirit is is a gift to the church, but the church turns it away and shuts it off with their doctrines and their theologies and their man-made creeds. We shut Christ right out, and we don't let the Holy Spirit come in. There's no miracles. There's no shouting. There's no speaking with tongues. There's no praising God. We have put it all out. Direct quote, you want it, I can send it to you. He said, if the Holy Spirit done that in the book of Acts, it'll do the same thing today because the book of Acts is not the acts of the apostles. It's the acts of the Holy Spirit in the apostles. It's the same Holy Spirit that's in the church tonight. It will act the same way and it'll give the same results. Why accept a substitute? Why have a substitute when the skies are full of the real Pentecostal power? Listen, I don't want a substitute. I want the real thing. I want God manifested among his people. I don't want a substitute of of some rosy religion that everything's hunky-dory. I don't care if it skins the hide off of me. I want God in my life. I want God to alter my thinking. I don't want to be conformed to this world, but I want to be transformed by the power of the living God. We don't have to have a substitute. We can have the real. We're going in the same effect, same effect. We done found out it doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. Now let's see this. He said, I was in a meeting, our largest crowd. Bombay, one of my greatest altar calls wherever number was in Durban, South Africa. About 30,000 heathens gave their heart to the Lord Jesus when they seen something miraculous take place on the platform. 10,000 Mohammedans followed that. 
He said, but I noticed something. You can take the bushman, you can take the tribesman, you can come in, you, they come in and doesn't even know what's their right hand or what their left hands. Many of them don't even hardly wear clothes. They don't know one word of English. They don't know any but just their tribal language. But when they receive the Holy Spirit, they act and do the same things you do. When you get the Holy Spirit, it acts the same way, just exactly the same. It shows that God is a universal God. God is omnipresent, omniscient, omniscient infinite, and he works the same with all people. Mm. So therefore, it don't matter if you're rich, poor, if you're white, black, yellow, If you're purple-headed, you get the Holy Ghost, it'll transform you. Amen, because it has the same effect. It's a certain sound. It, it has a certain sound. It, 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 anything different is uncertain. Anything that says the days of miracles are past, that's not the Holy Ghost. Anything, anything that says that these are, there's no more miracles, the days of miracles are over, that's not the Holy Ghost. Anything that says there's something wrong with liberty of worship and, and the freedom of worship and you, you don't need none of that, that is not the Holy Ghost. Anything that says you don't need the birth, the new birth, the Holy Ghost in your life, that's not the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is trying his best to get in every individual he can. He just wants an open heart that'll say, God, here I am. I'm I'm surrender. I'm sorry. I give it all to you. I want you more than anything else. Might, Might make you act crazy to the world. But a certain sound does that. When Noah heard his certain sound... It made him act pretty foolish. Uh, Start beating together some nails and some boards together. And what in the world are you doing, Noah? Woke me up early this morning. He said, well, I had a visitation. He said, the Lord showed me in a dream to build a certain boat. And I've started this morning. Well, Noah, it ain't even 7 o'clock in the morning. The sun just barely came up. He said, but it's got to happen. And he started getting crazier and crazier and crazier and crazier. I heard seen something the other day that said, people may think you, may, may think you crazy. They thought Noah was crazy until the rain started coming down. Amen. People, well, listen, we are going to become crazier and crazier and crazier to this world. Amen. We're not, we're, we're so far to the other side of things to where people think we are insane. But if, I mean, if you would take one of us back about a hundred years, we'd probably fit in. One of our sisters back 120 years, 140 years, whatever it was back, amen, which fit right into what was the normal, but it's changed so much to where we are. It's not normal. What's normal is to be purple-headed or, or to have tattoos all over your face and your hands and your legs everywhere, have all kinds of things, or, and manifestations, and they're not, they're, they think, well, I'm just being me. No, you're not. You're, being a, you're, you're manifesting a spirit. Noah thought, they thought he was crazy. 
But then one day it started raining. Then one day the flood started coming up. All of a sudden, Brother Noah wasn't as crazy as he, they thought he was. Amen. And you know what's going to happen? One day the fires are going to start burning. The bombs are going to start falling. And they're going to say, you know what? Those people that preached that message, they ain't as crazy as what we thought they were. Matter of fact, they knew a lot of things. I wished I would have listened. Where are they at now? I don't know. We ain't seen them in a while. They gone. Hallelujah. Amen. You you might think I'm crazy. You wait till that morning that body change. Amen. When you wait till that starts happening, the dead in Christ start arising and appearing. As we heard Sunday, the the appearing. You You wait till that happens. I won't be as crazy then. But I tell you who will be crazy. This world will go completely insane to where their minds are lost and they see locusts with hair and all kinds of things are taking place because of the torment that's coming upon this world. Hallelujah. But there's a people who's not being conformed to the world. They might be thought crazy to the world, but to them, there's a precious light. It's life-giving life. He said, so it is with the church today that accepts Christ and been born of the Holy Ghost. People think those people are crazy. Some of them say, Brother Branham, are you still a Baptist? And no, I'm a Pentecostal. Notice here, a what? A Pentecostal. What do you mean? I've been born of the Spirit of God and received the Holy Ghost. I'm Pentecostal. Oh, you don't went off the deep end. No, I just heard a certain sound. Where it came from, it rung right out of the pages of the Bible, just as clear as a bell. And when I received it, I know what happened. I was there. I know what took place. It changed me from death to life. It done something for me. He said, I know I act crazy to people. You act crazy to people too. You have received it, but we know where we're standing. We know what we're talking about. It's a real sound. Just the same kind of sound that came in the Bible. Like a rushing mighty wind makes us act the same way. It'll make a black man, a yellow man, a brown man all act the same because it's the same sound. The effect, it might make you be crazy to the world. It might make you act like a drunk man. You might get lost into realms. How many has ever been there? Amen. I know Brother Lemuel's been there. I witnessed it. Coming to a youth meeting. They're up in, up in Oklahoma. And, and, and was desiring the Holy Ghost. And I had I'd actually preached that night, went and changed clothes, come back, and he was having a prayer line, and the Spirit of God was moving. I come over to the side door, and Brother Lemuel saw me, and he come running out, Uncle Timothy, I got to get baptized. And I, I, I was like, what, 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 why do you need to get baptized? I, I, just, I just want the Holy Ghost. I said, well, I'll tell you what, you can receive it, and then you can get baptized. He threw up his arms, I laid my hands on him, and the boy came, became instantly drunk for over an hour. It'll make you act the same way. Well, I tell you what, I don't know about 
Well, just get a drink of it. Find out what it'll do to you. <laughs> you know, but we're, we just come through a real, I don't know if anybody's been around, but we, we come through a real pandemic, you know, and things are, <laughs> made people act really strange. And they've come out with this vaccine that we don't know yet that works. But let me, just, let me just read one about the smallpox. Brother Branham talks about when people were dying and things were taking place. Many people died with smallpox because there was no toxin. But when a, he said when an epidemic breaks out and, and, and out in a city quickly, you could go down and get a smallpox vaccine or a diphtheria shot because it had a toxin in it. And he said, I'm thankful for that. I'm glad of that. I'm glad we got it. He said, I thank the Lord for that. He said, I pray that he'll give us more and more. He said, I believe if we'll just warm up to God, there's things here for us. We was made out of the earth, you know. If we just warm up to him and pray to him and quit our wickedness and things, all these things would be found. That's right. But for you who believe, he's got the remedy beyond all of that. Amen. Certainly he has. It's already made and ready for you. There was a time when the toxin, there wasn't any. And many people died from those diseases. But now you can be inoculated. There was a time when God's bomb wasn't perfect. It was because it was drawn out of the veins of an animal. He said, but it's only, and it only covered sin. It didn't divorce it. But there's no excuse now. God one day made a toxin. And he gave, I'm going to say something. He said he didn't try it on a guinea pig. He gave it to his own son. Amen. And he said, he said he gave it to his own son and he inoculated him at Jordan with the Holy Ghost. When it came down upon him, every boy, every eye watched him as he lived. Amen. He lived the life of God. He looked like God. He acted like God. He lived like God. He prayed like God. He healed like God. He raised the dead like God. He was God. And he was inoculated from the things of the world. And they watched him. And in his hour of death, the inoculation held. There's the effect of it. The end result, if you'll get this Holy Ghost, you'll go through a trial. It's not going to keep you from it, but when you come on out on the other side, you'll still have the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. You'll go through hard times in your life. You might even face death, but when you come out on the other side, you'll still have that same inoculation. That same power of God living in you. So when they they knew he was a prophet, Roman soldier put a rag around his head and closed his eyes and took a stick, hit him on the head and said, now if you be a prophet, tell us who hit you and we'll believe you. The inoculation held. Some of you might ought to check your inoculation. Get another dose. Get a real dose. Amen. If it ain't holding you, when you get hit by words and hit by somebody doing you wrong and somebody wraps you over the head with something and it don't hold, you need to go back and say, God, I need more of that. Amen. He didn't mind the devil. He said, he said, he didn't mind the devil. He said, I do what the father, this is the effect of the inoculation. Amen. He didn't mind the devil. Neither do you have to mind the devil. 
Hallelujah. I do what the Father shows me. I only do what he says. Proved that the inoculation held. When men, they reached over and they got a big handful of his beard and they hawked and spit in his face. The inoculation held. When his own children cried for his blood, the inoculation held. What did he say? Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Uh-oh. Somebody needs some more inoculation. I don't know, I just can't forgive. Then you won't be forgiven. That's a law of God. Actually wrote down in his own prayer. Forgive us as we forgive our debtors. So therefore the forgiveness you give is the forgiveness you receive. So if you don't want to forgive, you're not going to be forgiven. That was free. But the inoculation... If you'll take that, it'll go make you put your arm around him or her or whoever it was and say, I'm sorry. I don't want nothing standing between me and you and God. I want to put it under his blood. That's the inoculation. That's what he did. Father, forgive them. That's the effect. When he was riled upon, he riled not back. The inoculation held. All hell was looking to see if it would hold. He was making a way for you and I, making an example. And when he died at the cross, the inoculation held. You know, people got really afraid, really afraid. And I know people died. I'm not trying to make light of that. My own wife was very sick with it. But they got terrified about a virus I had somewhere over a 99%, if I understand right, survival rate, and got terrified. Wouldn't come out of their house. You see them even today, riding down the car by themselves with a mask on. <laughs> terrified. And it's got a 99, whatever, if it's the, I'll, I'll just go lower, 90%. Let's just hit that. Not because I know somebody, whatever, 90%. Survival rate, and they're terrified. And yet I know a disease that's going throughout the land that's got a 100% death rate. And they don't think nothing about it. They lined up for shots, inoculations, promises given. This is going to keep you out of the hospital. This is going to keep you from dying. And they lined up for it. Made you have to do it to go travel. Made you have to do it. All these kind of things. And I'm not for it and I'm not against it. Whatever you want to do, you do. All I'm saying is they lined up for it and they were so proud posting their pictures. Look what I got. And yet they were 100% death rate of sin. And they've never taken that inoculation. This world's crazy. Go completely insane over a 90-something percent survival rate and yet 100% death and they don't think nothing about it. But God said, I'm going to have an inoculation against it. (laughs) And this ain't 10% chance is going to keep you, 15% chance is going to keep you, 30% chance it'll help you, 50% chance it'll keep you. 80% 80% chance it'll keep you, 90, 95%. This is a 100% chance. 
100% chance that if you take this inoculation, it'll get you out of the grave. Hallelujah, it's a 100% chance that if you take this inoculation, it'll keep you out of the bar room. It'll keep you off of those dirty websites. It'll keep you out of hell. It'll keep you out of the devil's oh grip. It'll keep you away from hell. Hallelujah, it is 100%. Why wouldn't we line up for it? Why wouldn't we say, God, I want more of it? I want all I can have. When he died at the cross, the inoculation held. On Easter morning, it proved it was there. Death couldn't hold him. Life and death can't exist in the same place. And he rose up from the dead. The inoculation held and he sent it on high. And, and they wanted, and people began to want this same thing. They began to want this same inoculation. Amen. And what happens? He go on the day of Pentecost. And right there, the mighty Russian wind came down. And he gave them the same inoculation that he had. Hallelujah. And he still got doses if you want it tonight. And I ain't talking about the dope of the devil that'll take you down to the devil's grave, a sinner's grave, a sinner's hell. I'm talking about an inoculation that'll keep you from those places. It'll keep you on the right road. It'll keep you in your time of trouble. You may go through some dark times, but on the other side, you'll still be singing the praises of Almighty God. These people, when they become inoculated, they acted funny. We found out inoculations have side effects. And people lined up for inoculations that some have even died from. Just saying it is what happened. Some's died from them. Brother, Brother David Mayer, he talked about when he had to go get his to be able to travel. He had his gland swollen way up under his arm. He had a big old knot out here. All kinds of side effects were taking place in people's lives. And people were signing up for it. But this inoculation has side effects too. It'll make you stagger. <laughs> Might make you a little woozy for a little bit. You might not be able to do nothing but sit over that chair and your hands up in the air and tears streaming down your face, crying out to God like Brother Lemuel. Don't know if where you're sitting, don't even care where you're sitting. Don't care nothing about what's around you. All you got now is a direct channel between you and God. This, uh, this thing does have some side effects. Amen. You know what the side effects are? It gets rid of your bitterness. It gets rid of your unforgiveness. It gets rid of uh, your unholiness. It gets rid of your ungodliness. It gets rid of sin. It gets rid of the devil. It gets rid of all those things. Why wouldn't you sign up for it? Might that make you act a little funny? Usually they do when something happens substantially. That's just a problem. Usually they do when something happens substantially. Makes them become funny when they take the shot. Strange thing of it, it was they were all drunk, looked like, or they thought they were drunk. They were dancing and acting like a bunch of drunk people. And the people that was, wasn't inoculation said, wasn't inoculated said, ah, these men are full of new wine. 
He said, listen, my Catholic friend, the Virgin Mary was in there. And if the Virgin Mary, the mother of our Lord Jesus Christ, had to go up to Pentecost and get so full of the inoculation of God's spirit till she acted like a drunk woman, how are you going to get it anything with any way less than that? Just think that over. How are you going to make it? No matter what the church you belong to, she belonged to a holy church too, but she had to get inoculated. That the only thing that would raise her up had to come, that life had to come in. She had to become inoculated. And when they got this inoculation, they went into the streets and began to act real strange, dancing, screaming, running around. People no doubt laughed and said they looked like they're having a fit, but they were inoculated. Hallelujah. He said, I remember one time he was out on the range and he was there in Colorado with the Hereford organization there and they was branding some calves and they brought these yearlings up and they'd heat this old brand and iron up so real hot and they'd put it on the side of that calf. That calf would let loose and have a fit and you'd let him go after he got burnt and he would have a running fit and he began to scream and holler and carry on. He said, but brother, he was yours. He was branded. It hurt him a little bit, but he knowed where he belonged after that. He said, this Holy Ghost might hurt your pride. It might burn a little your ecclesiastical fur off, but you know where you belong to from then on. Because you've been branded by the Holy Ghost. There's something that has happened to you. They begin to speak with other tongues. These men said, now what means all this? We hear them speaking their own tongues. And after a little while, this little boy, little man got up and he stood on this soapbox and he began to preach and he began to speak of, this, of the prophet Joel and he said, this is that. Yeah. And he preached to them and they said, well, where can we get some of this inoculation? Where can we get it? This serum had been just poured out and Dr. Simon Peter said, you can have it too. I'll write the prescription, repent. Every one of you and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall be inoculated. And besides that, I'm gonna make this a lifelong prescription. (laughs) It'll hold all your life. Hallelujah. Amen. But it's a prescription that cannot be fooled with. Nobody else can try to write it any other way. It has to be wrote the same way. If a doctor goes and writes a prescription, a real good doctor, he knows how much certain things need to be there, but another one comes in and upsets it. Some quack druggist starts adding this or taking this away. It might kill the patient. And that's exactly what's happened. Quack preachers have gotten the pulpit and they've taken this out and they've added this to it and it's messed it all up. Go back to what he said. Repent and be baptized and ye shall receive the Holy Ghost. It's the same light and it'll have the same effect and it'll have the same result. It's God's prescription. There is a bomb in Gilead. There is a great physician. Don't fool with the prescription. Shake somebody's hand and take them to Philip. No, that don't, that don't take no repentance. Sprinkle somebody with a little shaker full of salt. Nope, it, that don't take the place of water baptism. Quit fooling with the prescription. The physician is here. He said, the doctor's here, the Holy Spirit. He's the one who wrote it. And they used it and it held 
and it held and it held and it'll still hold every tire. It's the same light. It's the same life. It's the same Jesus. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Therefore, it has to have the same effects. It has to have the same effects. It has to be the same, or it ain't the same light. Might be an artificial light. Might look like light. Might light up a real dark place for a while, but it'll go out. But that sun, it'll shine on and on. And the S-O-N, it'll shine on and on. And when men's creeds die off, that sun will still be shining. Amen. When men's ideas die away, many times it does with their, when, when they die. But that sun will still be shining because he rose again. Amen. Hallelujah. He said, what we need is men and women today that can shut the mouth of the world by the signs of the Holy Ghost. We need to turn it upside down and shaking out a lot of the world and things out of the church that come in these last days. He says there's got a lot of, a lot of compromising going on, compromising with scriptures. He said the blood doesn't run in a genuine, that blood doesn't run in a genuine Holy Ghost man or woman of God. All devils in hell can't upset him on that word. He'll stand on it and regardless of what comes, nothing present, future, anything, the real genuine birth of the Holy Spirit comes in that man. He'll stand there. It'll hold. It'll hold. Amen. Some of you, the devil's been after you this week. You need to look at that devil and say, hey, I'm still here. And it's not by my might. It is not by my power. It's by his spirit, saith the Lord. It'll hold. It has the same. It has the same effects. We heard already. God doesn't have grandchildren. He just has sons and daughters. So you've got to do the same thing they did on the day of Pentecost. You've got to have the same experience. You've got to have the same thing they had. God don't ever change his program. He never changes his ways. He just the same, does the same all the time. The way he lays it down at the beginning, it'll toll the, each time. It's got to be the same. And if you do the same thing, the same results will come. Amen. The same results will come. The toxin will hold. It'll keep you from death. There's a plague of death going throughout the land. You better get the toxin against it. There's a plague of death and people are dying, falling off, falling into a bottomless pit because they refuse the toxin, the inoculation. I wouldn't refuse it tonight. This is one you don't want to refuse. You can refuse the COVID shot if you want. You can refuse to give your kids vaccine, whatever. But don't refuse this. He said, well, well, what if it makes me act like that? So be it. As long as I got it. I don't care how it makes me act. I just want it. If I need it in both arms, I'll take it in both arms. I want him more than anything. And I want it to affect my life 
and have the effect that it had for them. The effect is if you go by the grave, it'll take you out of there. That's the end result. Or if you don't go by the grave, it'll change your body to be like his glorious body. Say, Lord, I want to to witness that effect in my life. Let's bow our heads. You stand to your feet. Musicians, come. It's the same. Doctor finds a remedy for disease. He writes out a prescription. Some quack druggist gets a hold of it, adds a little of this, a little of that. He'll either kill the patient or, or hurt him somehow. The prescription doesn't even have enough medicine in it to do it any good anymore. It's so weak, it won't help the patient. See, that's what's the matter with a lot of these seminary druggists today. They've taken the prescription out and added a little bit of this. And you know, all you got now is a bunch of dying morgues. The prescription still remains the same. When the Samaritans received it, they got inoculated. The same thing. When the Gentiles receive it, the same thing. Paul met a bunch in Acts 19, the same thing. What's the matter today? There's plenty of balm in Gilead. And we got plenty of physicians. But the people are afraid of the prescription. He says, is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no power of the Holy Spirit? There is. The inoculation works on all. It did on all Jews. It did on all Samaritans. It did on all Gentiles. It does on everybody the same way. And it'll do it on you the same way. He's here tonight. Will you take the inoculation? Well, I mean, just to be honest for God said, Lord, I, I want a real dose. Real dose of that Holy Ghost. Yes, Lord. Oh, yes. Uh, you know, this altar is always open for you to pray and to call out to God. Whatever you do, get the, get the inoculation. The death angels coming through the land. If I see the blood, I'll pass over you. Lord, I, I, I want the same effect in my life. I want the same effect. I want you more than anything, Lord. Some of you, it's time for your refilling. Just a real washing again of your spirit. It's a dark world you're living in. We need as much light as we can get.
a fresh outpouring of the Holy Ghost. I wonder how many would desire that tonight, just before the Lord. Lord, I, I just want a fresh outpouring. I just want you, Lord, I, I want to feel that newness again. Rekindle the fire in my life. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Father, hands up all over this building. Jesus. God, may you just, your spirit just sweep over us even now, Lord. As we yield ourselves to you, Father, right now, we ask if there be anything that we've done that you'd forgive. We repent, Lord. If there be anything we've done wrong, we'll make right. Lord, let your spirit just woo over us. Lord, as many hands as said, Lord, I, I, I want that inoculation. Many hands that said, I need a refilling, a refreshing of the presence of God. That same light to have the same effect and effect in my life. Oh, Jesus. We see a world that's dying, Lord. It's crashing all around us, the falling apart of the world, and things are crumbling. Walls and things are falling down. Oh, Jesus. In the middle of all this chaos, we can have a firm foundation. The word of Jesus Christ. Word that won't fail. We can have a power that holds us, Lord. And all the winds of hell are blowing against us. It'll hold. It held you, Lord. And your hours of temptation. Your hours of trials, Lord, and things you went through and thoughts and mind battles it held. It'll hold. Oh, Jesus, sweep over us today, Lord. Sweep over every heart, Father. Sweep over every life, Lord. God, may some candles get lit tonight, Lord. God, some lights be trimmed again and fresh flame burning once again, Lord, by the presence of God sweeping over every heart and every life. Lord, we desire you more and more. We see this world, Lord, going in and out of darkness. Lord, we want to press toward the light. Let the same pillar of fire, Lord, that came there in that book of Acts, may it come here tonight, Father, show itself visible among us, Lord. Lord, fall among us, Lord, in the power, the resurrection, Lord, healings break forth and deliverances and lives rewrote. Forgiveness come to hearts, Lord, and bitterness be driven back, Father. Things we've held in alts, Lord, may they just fall to the wayside. Jesus, granted, I pray. We need you, Lord. We need you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's sing that pour your spirit out on me. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Key of G, I think. Yes, Lord. Fall, Jesus. Saturate my thirsty soul. Come and fall afresh on me. Oh, fill my cup again. 
I need 